And it's time for the church to awake and come out of slumber. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my word in this adulterous and perverted generation, Jesus says, guess what? When you croak, I'm going to be ashamed of you. Even churches are woke. Important at this point to also state that I'm a Christian pastor at a local church. I believe it's a satanic strategy. But don't force the rest of our kids and students into a segregated society with underrepresentation from an incredible LGBTQIA plus community. We evaluate politics through the filter of our faith instead of constantly reshaping our faith to endorse our particular politics. You know, folks, we've been talking about the Black Robe Regiment. And David Stortz out of Wichita, Kansas, designed this incredible tomahawk. You can see, again, this inscribed Black Robe Regiment, 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 5, the line of Judah, and set in a cross there. And of course, 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 5 talks about how our pastors have to preach the word, the word of God, in season and out. They have to be relentless. They have to continue to exhort people. Because what we see happening, and Paul wrote about it to Timothy, that there are pastors out there that are tickling people's ears, that are spreading the false narratives. And see, that's not what the Black Robe Regiment is all about. Because this is a symbol of a warrior, a fighter. Someone's going to stand up on principles and values and defend that. And when I think about freedom and liberty, it goes to the Bible. It says in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 that the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Or some versions of the Bible say there is liberty. And so back during the time of our Revolutionary War, there were pastors, there were ministers that decided, I'm going to step down out of the pulpit. It's not just about talking the talk, but I'm going to walk the walk. It's not just about preaching of liberty and freedom. It's not just about the, the, the spiritual freedom, but it's also about your physical freedom. As John Locke wrote in the Second Treatise of Government in 1689 about natural rights theory, and he said all of the rights of the individual naturally come from our Creator God, the Judeo-Christian faith heritage God. That was a huge departure from what was known as divine rights theory, which basically said man, king, queen, duke, duchess, prince, princess, lord, baroness, whatever you want to call it. The system of serfdom that they had. They were the ones that determined what your rights were. They were the ones that determined your buy and your leave, what you could have, your outcomes. But John Locke said no. Your life, your liberty, your property, those are rights that are guaranteed to you. You are endowed with these rights from the Creator, naturally. And so when this incredible nation was being formed and, and being stood up in the Declaration of Independence, it is very clear that Thomas Jefferson studied John Locke, the father of classical liberalism. Now this thing that folks are going around calling liberalism today is progressivism, is socialism, is Marxism, is communism, is statism. It says that your rights do not come from the Judeo-Christian faith heritage God, the creator God, that you don't have life, liberty, and property. They want to take us back to divine rights theory, and they believe that they're divine. They believe that they're the ones that can lord over you, little L, not big L. And so when Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence quoted the laws of nature and nature's God, 
He was all about reestablishing that right and proper relationship between the individual citizen and the institution of government. But the thing you have to understand, going back to 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, that there is no other nation in the world that was created on the premise that you, the individual, are sovereign. Your rights, your freedoms, your liberties, they come from a sovereign God. Therefore, you are sovereign. And therefore, you are elevated over the institution of government. And government is supposed to serve you. And see, that's why pastors came out of the pulpit during the Revolutionary War, because they understood the spiritual aspect of this. Even Alexander Fraser Teitler, the Scottish political philosopher, when he talked about the cycle of a democracy, remember he said a democracy cannot survive as a permanent form of government. It can only survive until a point in time when the people realize that they can vote their own largesse from the public treasury. From that moment on, voters will always vote for the person that is promising them the most benefits, with the ensuing result being the collapse of a democracy over loose fiscal policy, followed by a dictatorship. And then he talks about the cycle of democracy, how it starts with people being in bondage. And you know what's the turning point to bring people out of bondage that Alexander Fraser Teitler wrote about in the 18th century? Spiritual faith that led to courage and led to everything else from there. But as you get further away from that spiritual faith, you descend and go back into dependence and into bondage. And so those members of the Black Road Regiment understood that physical freedom, liberty, and spiritual freedom and liberty were intertwined. And they got out there and they stood side by side with the folks who were on the battlefield. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for men and women of faith who will stand in the pulpit and be members of the Black Robe Regiment. You know, Romans 12 and 2, it talks about that the body of Christ, Bible-believing Christians, are not supposed to be out there conforming to the world. They're supposed to transform it through the mind of Christ Jesus, which is within them. But when I look at some of the stuff that's happening, I mean, let me give you an example here in Texas, the first Christian church of Katy, Texas. And repeat this, the first Christian church of Katy, Texas is having drag queen bingo. That's conforming to the world. Not saying that I hate anybody, but this whole thing about embracing this mental condition, not Alan West's words, but the words of the American Psychiatric Association, this mental condition called gender dysphoria and how we're using it going after our kids. We're bringing kids, even here in Dallas, Texas, into gay bars. Drag your kids to pride event. We're the pastors speaking out against this. We're the pastors standing up and saying, you know, I'm a member of the Black Road Regiment. This ain't cool. Now, I know that folks are saying, well, I got to be worried about the Johnson Amendment. Do you know why Lyndon Baines Johnson, as a senator from Texas, created the Johnson Amendment, which basically says that pastors, churches are not supposed to get into political things? Because he wanted to suppress the speech of black pastors, because that's where the civil rights movement was starting from. See, our pastors then understood that the very first liberty that you have, and that's why that's the first thing in our Bill of Rights, 
is the freedom of religion and the free exercise thereof. But yet we have pastors that don't understand what separation of church and state means. We got pastors that aren't standing up and speaking out against this. We got pastors that think that this is something in the Declaration of Independence. This is something in the Constitution. It's in the Federalist Papers. No, it is just a premise, a concept. The Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptist Convention of Connecticut. And what was the real genesis of this? Well, the Danbury Baptist Convention, the Baptists were really concerned that there would be some favorability shown to Presbyterians or some other denomination. And Jefferson wanted to say, no, we're not going to follow the lead of what we saw happen in England with King Henry VIII. Because King Henry VIII wanted a divorce. He went to the Catholic Church. Catholic Church said no. So King Henry said, okay, mate. I'll create my own church and I'll be the head of state and I'll be the head of church. And that's why you have the Church of England. And if you did not bow down to King Henry's church, you were persecuted and prosecuted. And so today, what do we have in America? We have the progressive socialist left creating their own religion. The religion of same-sex marriage, the religion of gender dysphoria, the religion of climate change, the religion of murdering unborn babies by dismemberment. In Deuteronomy 30 and 19, God says that I lay before you life and death. Choose life so that you and your future generations shall live. So what is so confusing about that to some pastors some churches that want to embrace the culture of murdering unborn babies by dismemberment. Let me give you a great comparative analysis. On the battlefield, if our soldiers defeat the enemy, kill the enemy, they can't go up there and chop off an ear, chop off a head, cut them up into little pieces. If they do, they're going to Fort Leavenworth. I remember some Marines a while ago got in trouble because they urinated on a dead Taliban soldier. But yet you're trying to tell me that someone has come up with this ideological agenda, this ideological right that says, and and I can't find it anywhere in the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, but uh, a right to be able to murder an unborn baby all the way up to the time of birth by dismemberment pretty heinous pretty brutal see the very first inalienable right that we have in the United States of America endowed to us by our creator God the Judeo-Christian faith heritage God is life you know David talked about in Psalms 121 3 through 5 about how children are a blessing and blessed be the man who has children like arrows in a quiver so why do we have these churches that are standing up and going along with conforming to society. You know, there's a church here in South Dallas. I think it's like Friendship West Baptist Church. Got a really big banner on the side of the church when you're taking I-20. You can see it. It says Black Lives Matter. Can someone explain to me what an organization founded by avowed Marxists has to do with the church. Karl Marx was a secular humanist. Karl Marx 
with an atheist. Karl Marx did not want people believing in religion, faith. He said religion was the opiate of the masses. Why? Because leftists don't want you to put your faith in anything but them and into government. So the challenge is very simple. Pastors, are you going to step it up? Because that's what I'm looking for. And only to a month, based upon the recommendations that you all send, tomahawk at abwshow.com. Tomahawk at abwshow.com. Only two a month are going to get one of these. Because that's how much I revere what this symbolizes and the historical context of the Black Grove Regiment. See, I'm just a regular old knucklehead. I'm not a pastor, I'm not a preacher, but let me tell you something. You pastors and preachers out there that are professing things that go against the Word of God, go against the Bible, on Judgment Day, I don't wanna be anywhere near you because the collateral damage is gonna be bad. In the book of Revelation, it says either you're hot or you're cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spew you from my mouth. Let me close by reminding you all. People always talk about great farewell addresses. George Washington, Ronald Reagan. I kind of like Joshua's farewell address. The book of Joshua, chapter 24. I like Joshua's my main man there in the Old Testament. Joshua was just a, a, a regular knucklehead, hardhead guy. He was a stone cutter. He wasn't some PhD guy. He wasn't some guy that was well-versed. See, God is not out there looking for the folks that are already equipped, but he's going to equip the people that he calls. And so in Joshua's farewell address, verse 15, and this hangs outside my, the door of my house, Joshua says, choose for yourselves today whom you shall serve. Being the gods of the Amorites or the gods from across the river. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And of course, when he said that during his farewell address, all the people of Israel, yeah, hooping and hollering and everything. He said, okay, you will be held as witnesses to what you're saying. Yay, we're going to be held as witnesses. You're going to be held accountable. Yay, we'll be held accountable. We will never forget the Lord. We will always follow him. Flip over. The next book in the Bible is Judges, chapter 2, starting at verse 10, when it talks about Joshua and the generations after Joshua that passed away. The children of Israel, they conformed. They didn't transform. They conformed. And they fell down to start worshiping the gods, the Baals. One of the gods of the Baals is the god Moloch, the god of child sacrifice. And the anger of the Lord burned against them. And the children of Israel were taken into captivity. If we have Black Robe Regiment pastors that follow 2 Timothy 4, 2-5 and understand those words, they will preach the truth in season and out. They will stand steadfast and loyal and firm, resolute, principled. They will not conform, but they will transform others through love, 
not mealy mouth love, but strength. Because that's what the American people need right now. They need someone, men and women, who are going to stand up and profess the truth. And anyone that says that this nation was not founded on Judeo-Christian faith heritage principles, you're horribly wrong. Not a theocracy. If you choose to live in the perfect will that God has set out for us, thumbs up. But God also says that there's a permissive will. And in that permissive will, there are consequences, there are ramifications. Pastors, you need to tell people about the consequences and ramifications. Because if you're looking at yourself at the end of the day, if do you give your sermon, whatever, say, you know, I hope I made the people feel good. I hope that I made sure that people will continue to come back so that they will continue to give to our church and the pews will stay full. It's not what you're called to do, pastors. You're called to protect the sheep from the wolves. And that is what a Black Road Regiment pastor does. He protects his flock from the wolves that are out there. And we want to make sure that you have a symbol that will enable you to have the spiritual strength in order to do so. And those of you watching, ask yourself a very simple question. Do you have a Black Robe Regiment pastor? Or do you have a secular pastor that just makes you feel good by tickling your ears? God bless the pastors that make the stand. And to those who for whatever reason are reticent and recalcitrant to, pray to God touch your hearts and tell you as he told Joshua to be strong and of good courage for the Lord thy God shall not leave you nor forsake you God bless you all